So here we are again, New Year's Eve. Over the last 365 days, our species, this planet, have taken another circle around the sun. What have you learned on this journey through 2017? And in light of those lessons, what do you want more of in your life? What do you want less of in your life in the new year? Along these lines, I appreciated a recent meditation from the Unitarian Universalist Association standing on the side of love campaign that said, I know that I need to say no sometimes. I know that I need to honor boundaries, to put my phone on airplane mode so people can't reach me, or to send that request for emotional labor back, labeled return to sender. Saying no lets me eat and sleep and be self-determined and practice faith that sometimes someone else can do it. And also it turns out that there, is, there are few things more powerful than yes when we really mean yes. When I haven't seen you in a while and we've had some tension between us and you ask me out to coffee or tea and I say yes. When that task in a meeting needs to be done, and I know I can do it really well, and I say, yes. When someone needs a letter or a ride or a meal or a knock on their door, and I say, yes. So often that gap between yes and no can be quite clear, and we can know from the crowdfunding campaign, the email, the text, our own gut, and how we respond to them, that the best yeses are hard because they often ask something of us. The best yeses can also be easy because they can let us be and live into who we've always known we were and should be. In that spirit, what people What places, what things, what habits, what activities do you want to say yes to in 2018? And what people, places, things, habits, activities do you want to experiment with saying no to in the new year? As I've been thinking about my own responses to those questions, one book I've enjoyed reading, someone in the first service said they've been listening to it on audiobook and really enjoying it as well. It's titled The Year, the Year of Yes by the television writer-producer Shonda Rhimes. My first foray into Shondaland was more than a decade ago through her medical drama Grey's Anatomy. Any Grey's Anatomy? Who's seen it? It's been on like 14 seasons. Surely most of you have seen one season here or there, right? Uh, Since then, I've appreciated a number of her other shows, including the legal drama, How to Get Away with Murder, the political drama, Scandal. Fascinatingly, a few years ago, ABC's entire Thursday night primetime schedule was entirely built of Shonda Rhimes' shows. Grey's Anatomy at 8, Scandal at 9, How to Get Away with Murder at 10. And as impressive as I find that achievement, that lineup didn't actually impact me directly because I choose to say no to commercials so strongly year after year that I would rather wait a year and catch it streaming than watch it live. Uh, And I'm not alone because the news broke a few months ago that despite her success on ABC, Shonda Rhimes is moving all of her new shows to Netflix. 
And although there's a lot to say about the cultural shift uh, towards streaming, that is a tangent best left for another time. Instead, on this New Year's Eve, I'd like to invite us to consider what lessons there might be for us in the life and experience of Shonda Rhimes. Indeed, even before her successful career, she had an impressive resume, BA in English from Dartmouth and MFA MFA from the USC uh, School of Cinema and Television. She's also the mother of three daughters. Simon & Schuster initially contracted with her to write a book about being a mother amidst that career, uh, but she discovered along the way that the book she really wanted to write was about a year of experimenting with saying yes. Fortunately, Simon Schuster said yes as well. One might assume that someone as successful as Shonda Rhimes must have a long-standing practice, be really good at saying yes to things, but as Julia described earlier, part of how she has become so successful is that she's actually really good at saying no to most invitations that would distract her from her goals. Indeed, part of what inspired her to spend a year saying yes to things is her sister saying, you never say yes to anything. In response, Rhymes committed to experimenting with a year of saying yes to everything that seemed scary. Yes to everything that would take her out of that comfort zone that had been really fruitful and successful for her. Yes to everything that felt like it might be a little crazy. Yes to everything that was out of character. Yes to things that might seem a little goofy even. That ended up meaning a yes to invitations that she had declined year after year, saying yes to delivering a commencement address at her alma mater of Dartmouth College, saying yes to sitting in the presidential box at the Kennedy Center along with Barack and Michelle Obama. She confesses, I could easily have said no to that and I would have regretted it the rest of my life. Yes to being a guest on shows like Jimmy Kimmel Live, which of course made her, her agent was ecstatic about her year of yes. And some of you may feel like those things I've just named, that you might love to do them, but think about what it would really be like to do some of those things, and and Rhymes says that she found most aspects of most of those things pretty terrifying and pretty intimidating. She's much more comfortable in the writer's room than in front of the camera. As you can likely guess, Rhymes' year of saying yes meant that she was even busier than her usual incredibly busy life. And she's always felt a lot of pressure to succeed. In 2012, when she created Scandal, it was the first network drama with an African-American leading woman in 37 years. As an African-American woman herself, Rhymes felt immense pressure to help that show find an audience. She writes that even that old adage that women have to work, twi- to, to work twice as hard to get half as far as men, she said that just didn't adequately describe the pressure that I felt because she says, I didn't want half, I wanted it all, so I felt like I had to work four times as hard. Despite that pressure, one of the most moving parts of the book is when she does talk about parenthood her successes, her failures, and part of her year of yes included saying yes to her children. In her words, whenever Emerson or Beckett or Harper asked me that year, want to play, I always answered yes. Always. Because if I have to say yes to something in which I have to wear a dress that has to be removed from my body by a stranger, I also am going to do things that I enjoy, and I should at least get to see the happy looks on my children's faces when I say yes to them. 
Now, there's a lot more I could tell you about Shonda Rhimes and her book, Year of Yes, is a fun and inspiring read, but the larger point is about the parallels to your life, what you feel led to say yes and no to in 2018 and the years following that. On the edge of a new year, what do you feel led to move toward with greater commitment? What are you feeling called to let go of, to make room for that yes that's maybe been a distraction or even a detriment to your living? Uh, To help with your discernment, I invite you to consider a series of questions that I received a few years ago from a program called Choose Health. As you receive these questions, notice your body, as Julia invited us to do earlier. Notice if one of these in particular resonates with you, if you kind of feel it like a clunk within you. That might be a sign that that's something you're being led to do some work around in the coming year in this particular season of your life. The first is physical wellness. When or how did you last feel physically alive, really engaged in your body skillfully, and what might you do to feel that way more often? Physical wellness. Emotional wellness. When or how do you feel emotionally engaged? And what might it mean to dream about things that will bring joy to your life? Emotional wellness. Intellectual wellness. What makes your mind feel engaged, uh, buzzing with electric vitality? Or what about financial wellness? What would make you more comfortable with your finances in the coming year? Financial wellness. Social wellness, when or how do you feel connected to those that you love and value? How much you have more of that? Vocational wellness, when at work have you felt optimistic and fulfilled? And finally, spiritual wellness, what are the individual or communal practices that make you feel deeply connected to yourself or deeply connected to something larger than yourself? As you continue to reflect, you'll be invited in a few moments to participate in two ritual responses as part of a UU tradition known as fire communion. Looking back on 2017, is there something, a person, a place, a habit that has been a hindrance to your well-being, to various aspects of your wellness? Is there something you feel called to let go of or to experiment saying no to in the new year? In a few moments, once the music starts playing, I'll invite you to come forward silently and to write on a slip of paper. So Julie and Scarlett will be at these two stations, and like uh, this half of the congregation, you can kind of come down this aisle, this half, and there's some votive candles around the outside. They'll hand you the slip of paper. There are pencils on the table. So you'll write a word on that slip of paper. You know, only you need to know what it means. You can write a phrase if you want or a word. You can draw a picture if you want that's symbolic of something you want to let go of. Then you'll light that paper on fire. And, of course, burning a slip of paper, it doesn't mean, check, that's taken care of, 2018, let go of that. No, but it's about maybe pause, take a breath before you do it. It's about setting an intention for what you want to experiment with letting go of. Uh, You're also will be invited to then light a votive candle, and unlike that slip of paper, which is going to burn up, uh, that votive candle will stay lit to symbolize this intention of something you want to say yes to in 2018, something you want to do or affirm. Uh, So I will light the first candle from the chalice. Julia will do the same for the other.
All right, I will demonstrate. So this is the magic of flash paper. So I'll, I'll do it up here. This will be easier to see. So uh, if you'll hold one end and light the other end, you've got a little time, and then it'll be gone. Don't toss it at someone, right? If you know, if you know you're a little fire-phobic, uh, uh, light it here and just you know, get, wait a second and then uh, let it go. Uh, And then for the votive candles, the other piece is as you light your votive candle, and you can light them from the other ones in addition to here as they start to get lit, put the lit votive candle in the center so that we're not reaching over lit votive candles. So that's our two fire safety um, things. So as you discern what you feel led to say yes to in 2018, I'll share with you just one more quote from Shonda Rhimes. She writes, as you think about these things that maybe scare you or feel a little goofy but that you may want to do anyway, she says, this is what I would say to you. Every single time you get the chance, lean in. Let yourself be heard, be seen. Go ahead, have dry mouth. Let your heart beat so fast Watch everything move in slow motion. So what? You pass out, you die, you poop your pants. There's a surprising amount in this book about fear of pooping your pants. (laughs) She says, no, those things probably won't happen. And this is really the only lesson you need to know. As you're doing it, take it in. Breathe in this rare air of feeling alive, of being yourself. Because you are finally, always, already, nothing else but yourself. In that spirit, what do you feel an intention of saying yes or no to in 2018? As we begin to sing hymn 1028, go ahead and turn to that in your teal hymnal. Take that, that book's light, take it with you. We, so don't all just get in the aisle and not sing. Then, they'll just, then you'll hear me singing and you do not want to say yes to that in 2018. So uh, we'll sing together 1028. So uh, bring that with you. We'll all sing together. As soon as we start singing, especially those of you toward the front, go ahead and start coming forward as they um, fill in. Just keep going. We'll go from front to back. Um, Let's sing together. And if you're in the front, go ahead and come forward. Please rise and body your spirit. Tell you just one more story about Shondaland. She often, as successful as she is, she often gets asked the question, wow, you must be living your dream. To which she says, being a successful, wildly successful television writer, producer was not my dream. She's like, as a black woman, English major at Dartmouth College, my dream was being the Pulitzer Prize winning author Toni Morrison. So that was my dream. But here's the thing. She says, a few years ago, I got to have dinner with the Pulitzer Nobel Prize winning author, um, Toni Morrison, and she said, you know what? All she wanted to talk about was Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and that, uh, Shonda concludes, the thing is, that never would have happened if I hadn't let go of this should, that I should be the Pulitzer Prize winning author, um, Nobel Prize winning author, Toni Morrison, if I hadn't let go of that and gotten busy being myself and leaning into my own gifts and graces.
So as you go into this day and in the week to come, I invite you to look within and without and, and to con- and discern, you know, what, what does that mean in, in your life? What are the, the ways you can lean into your gifts in 2018 and let go of some of the ways that we should on ourselves and other people should on us, right? So as you go into the day and the week to come, continue your journey in love. Care for one another, care for this one earth. And as you go, whatever taste or touch you've had in this time and place of hope, of love, of peace or joy, whatever glimpse you've had of what you could say yes or no to in the coming year and how that might incrementally and in large ways as well transform your life, that goes with you out into the world. We're different for having spent this time together. May you live boldly and with thanksgiving.